Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up, God's people? It's Pastor Tony. I'm so glad that you decided to join us for Wednesday night Bible study and worship. We pray that you have had a blessed week. Look, y'all are stuck with me again for the next four weeks, and we're going to start a new series that I pray is going to be a blessing to your life. Listen, we are going through a lot of things as, as, uh, as humans, as Americans, as believers, and I want you to know that it's going to take our faith to believe what God has put in us and what he's called us to do in order for us to make it. And so we're going to deal with a very familiar story, uh, one of the most notable miracles. Um, most miracles that Jesus performed, it was Jesus doing them. It was him turning water into wine. It was him healing the blind, blind man. It was him raising the dead. But we're going to focus particularly on a miracle that happened with Jesus through somebody else. And it's the miracle of Peter walking on water. And so the series we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks is walk on water. It's one of the most significant miracles, I believe, because this is one of the first miracles where Jesus actually performed a miracle through somebody else. And somebody else was defying a law and defying it. A miracle was literally happening through them. And so we're going to start at Matthew, the 14th chapter. The 22nd verse, and just give you a little preamble. Just before this, Jesus had just fed the multitude, 5,000, with fish and loaves. And just before that, they, just, they had just found out that John the Baptist had been beheaded. So this was a very significant moment in time where the next thing that Jesus was going to do would have a marking on his disciples. So we're going to pick up at the 22nd verse, and it says, Immediately. He made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Very significant. When the evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by... I'm going to pick up. When the evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way away from land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Look at this. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he being Jesus said, come. And so Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. We're talking about walking on water. There is a significance in walking on water because not only was it was something that defied a law. A couple of weeks ago, 
Pastor Andy was talking about, there are, there are some things that are irrefutable laws that are, that are going to be true whether you believe in them or not. And the fact that the law of buoyancy and if something is heavier than water, it's going to sink, that is a law. If you don't believe it, go out and try it. But Peter was able to defy the law of buoyancy all because he waited on the commandment of Jesus. It's also significant that it was Peter. Peter's the one that cut off a soldier's ear when Jesus was taken into captivity. Peter's one of the ones that saw Jesus on the Mount Transfiguration. Peter is, one of the, is also the one, consequently, who denied Jesus. And then Peter also, consequently, was the one that preached the first message of the modern-day church to which thousands were added to the church on the day of Pentecost. There is significance to this miracle and who it was happening through. But what is the significance of walking on water? Significance of walking on water is defying the norm. Now, just to support the clarity, I am not trying to coach you on how to defy gravity or defy buoyancy or defy any of these natural laws. That's not the point of it. But what we want to extract out for the next couple of weeks is what walking on water represents. It represents defying the norms. There are some norms that, that society has put on you that says what you can do and what you can't do because of your gender, because of your ethnicity, whatever it may be, there are norms that society puts on us and tell us you must stay in this box and you can't do this and you can do this and if you can do this, this is all you can do and this is all you can be. So it's about defying norms. It's about testing the limits. And yes, it is even thriving in what others drown in. Oh my goodness. Thriving in what other people drown in. Other people don't have the grace to raise all those children and work all those hours and, and volunteer at church and do all this. But yet and still, you make it look easy because of the grace of God that's on you. The thing that you have the grace for that's easy, other people would drown in. And I believe there was a special anointing on Peter even then. That he was the one that God chose to defy this law. But one of the, 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 the great things about Peter, Peter had an intuition. And sometimes did it get him in trouble? Yes. <laughs> but Peter had a great just intuition, a, a great knowing, a, a, a great instinct, if you will, to do or to act or to pursue when other people were afraid. I would say he had a gift of recognition. I want you to type that in the chat, recognition. Peter had a gift, an instinct to recognize moments. Sometimes it got him in trouble. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter opened his big mouth and said, Jesus, I know what we're going to do. We're going to build a temple for you, and we're going to build a temple for Elijah, and we're going to build a temple for Moses. And just like, Peter, just be quiet. But in all of his instinct, and sometimes he made a mistake, and sometimes he, he, he was in error, he still was free and in touch with his intuition to know that this is a moment that I cannot let pass by. And so the first installment in this series is, it's a little ebonic, so, so bear with me, you better recognize. <laughs> somebody, somebody type in that, you better, not better, you better recognize. 
if we're going to be water walkers, if, if we're going to be people who defy laws and limits that this world sets on us, you better recognize. You better recognize if you're going to be a water walker. So we're going to talk about a couple of things in the scripture that Peter simply recognized. The first thing, thing is Peter recognized Jesus in the storm. The Word of God says that all the disciples, they were in the boat, and a great tempest, a great storm arose while they were in the boat. But y'all understand, Jesus said, Let, go ahead to the other side. And they had seen Jesus speak and do miracles uh, over and over again. And, the, and all of a sudden, it, 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 it's not enough to just be in a storm on the sea, which is fearful enough. But they see some image afar off walking on water. And the Word of God says that most of, most of the disciples say, oh, oh, my God, it's a ghost. What is it? What is it? This storm is out here. It's a ghost. What, what has befallen us? But Peter says, Jesus, is that you? He recognized Jesus in the storm. Oh, God. And if, we, if we're going to be water walkers, it, 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 just because we are our God's children and just because we are in the kingdom of God does not absolve us. Listen to me very closely. It does not absolve us of going through storms. But the key to it is, can you find God in the storm? I'm talking about if you're going to be a water walker. Are you going to be able to find God, God's word, God's provision, and his word over your life? I know there's chaos all around you, but can you find God in the storm? That's what Peter did. While the rest of them were being scared and afraid and said, oh, that's a ghost, man. Let's protect ourselves. Everybody leaned back. But Peter leaned in and said, Jesus, is that you? So my admonishment to you tonight as you're watching me, I know you may be in a storm right now, but if you search, you may, you may have to do a lot of digging. You, you may have to ignore a lot of pain. You may have to cry a couple of tears. But if you can find God in this storm, you're going to make it. It's, the, it's that law of recognition. While everybody else was calling Jesus a ghost, he said, no, there is something about that voice. There is something about that image. There is something that is resonating on the inside of me. And the only thing that could do that is Jesus. So my question to you is, can you find God in the storm? It is necessary. That's the first step. We can't jump to him walking on the water. If he did not recognize that this was Jesus, he couldn't obey the word that Jesus gave to even receive the word to walk on the water. Could it be possible? We're trying to do the impossible without acknowledging him. In all our ways, we should acknowledge him and let him direct our path. What do you care about? Why, why do you care about what you care about? What are you drawn to in the middle of chaos when everybody else is being frantic and you're calm and God has a spirit of calmness in you and you can see with clarity? Why is it that you're calm in the middle of chaos? I believe that's a, a water-walking moment simply just for you. We don't want to be like the other 12, the other 11. We want to be like, Keith, uh, like Peter, and we want to recognize Jesus. 
in the storm. I want somebody to type, I'm going to be a water walker. I'm going to be a water walker. Number two, you have to understand that Peter, by trade, was a fisherman. He was a fisherman. So he was not a stranger to water. Grew up around it all his life. No doubt, back in the, in the biblical days, that if, if, if your dad was a fisherman, you were a fisherman. If your grandfather was a fisherman, you were a fisherman. And your son and your children, they were going to be in the fishing business. So all his life, he had been around water. But look at what happens here. Peter recognized an exceptional moment in an, in an otherwise ordinary situation. Let me unpack that for a second. Sometimes we can be so familiar with situations, with people, with ideas, with concepts, that we're not open to, could this be something else? And Peter, being a fisherman and being on the sea all of his life, surely he knew how to handle storms. Surely he had been fishing on fishing expeditions and storms arose. But there was something different about this moment. That although I've been on the water all my life, there is something different about this moment that I must seize. Don't allow familiarity to cause you to miss your moment. A lot of times we, we, we don't receive from God because we've gotten too used to Him. We've gotten too used to saying the same prayer. We got, we've gotten too used to reading the same scripture. We've gotten too used to singing the same worship songs. And as a result, whenever we get too familiar with God, so many times God said, no, you know what, to test you, to see if you're still actively in pursuit of me, to make sure that you are actively still in love with me and you are trying to foster relationship, not just religion. I'm going to come to you in a very familiar way. Jesus came to his own, and his own didn't receive him because they could not perceive. Uh, they recognized Jesus, Jesus as Mary and Joseph's son, the carpenter's boy. They didn't recognize him as the Messiah because they were too familiar with him. Could it be possible that God is trying to get you out of the boat and get you to do something that you've never done, to defy the impossible? But he's going to come through familiar situations. I would dare even say familiar people. And our eyes are fixed on it's got to be something new. It's got to be something different. It's got to be something dynamic. And God said, no, I, I will come very unseemingly. God is saying, are you keenly aware enough of your moments? Are you just putting, are you, are you just living on autopilot? Well, I, I, I'm going to go to the grocery store on Wednesday. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read my scripture. I'm going to do, I'm going to do my devotion. And, uh, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. It is great to have routine. It is great to have the discipline. But sometimes we can get in the monotony of doing something all the time that we lull ourselves to sleep. And we don't recognize when God is at work. Could you be overlooking your water? That's my next question to you. You may say, well, Pastor Tony, you know, I don't like the water and, you know, I'm not in the fishing. No, I'm not talking about that. But figuratively, Peter's miracle of all miracles happened in an arena that he was used to. 
Could it be possible to think that you're tired? I'm tired of doing that. I want a change in my life. I've been doing this for 10 years, and I've been, you know, I need a change of scenery. I need to do something different. And we can jump out of the situation when God is just about to come to us, all because we're bored. All because we're bored. All because, you know, I just need a change of scenery, and I don't, I don't, my passion has died for it. And you could be getting out of the situation that God wants to do the greatest miracle in your life. Could you be overlooking your water, figuratively? Could you be overlooking the place where God has you planted? All because the grass looks, looks greener over there. And God is saying, if you're going to be a water walker, I need you to be keenly aware. The word God talks about being living circumspect, meaning circum means around, spec means looking. You need to always be looking around for moments to recognize when God is at work. Somebody said, you better recognize. It will behoove you to recognize when God is doing something miraculous in your life. The next part of that scripture, that story is, Jesus tells them, hey, you know, take heart. Don't fear. <laughs> and Peter asked God, asked Jesus, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come out here. Because I'd see you on the water. And you have taught me, you're my rabbi, you're my mentor. And if you can do it, I now know it's possible. And so if you can do it, I can do it. So the third thing that Peter recognized, Peter recognized that walking on water was possible. I want somebody to type in the, in the chat, it's possible. It's possible. I'm not talking about it's likely. I'm not talking about probability. If, if I, if, Peter said, if I see you doing it, Jesus... There is something that stirs inside of me, and if I see you do it, and if you're teaching me everything, and you're telling me greater works shall I do because you're going to be with the Father, Jesus, if you're doing it, it stirs my faith that I can do it. I'm not talking about being jealous. I'm not talking about coveting what somebody else has. But when you see God in operation, when you see God active in somebody else's life, when you see the miraculous taking place, and when you see favor for influence and favor for business and favor for healing and all types of things, I'm not going to be jealous, but I am stirred up in my spirit, and I am encouraged that, God, if you did it through them, you could do it through me. If I see you active over in that family, God, you can be active and you can work miracles in my family. God, if you got them out of debt, God, you can give me a plan to get out of my debt. God, whatever it is, I see you favoring my neighbors and my brothers and my sister. I'm not going to be jealous, God, but I'm going to be encouraged because I'm going to celebrate them walking on their water because there's going to come a time and there's going to come a place where I'm going to come across my water. I'm going to have my moment to step out of the boat. Now, we don't need to do it ahead of God's timing. We don't need to copy people just because we see them do it. But when Jesus bids you to come, baby, it's time to go. When he says step out, it's time to step out. And could it be possible that we are not believing God for the impossible? When, when Matthew 19 and 26 says this, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible. But with God, 
all things are possible. And I want you to know that if you are faced with some impossibilities, or you, if you're, you're faced with a mountain that seems too high, you're faced with a chasm and a gap that seems too wide, that you can't overcome it by yourself, I need you to look and find somebody who's done it before. I need you to look for some testimonies. I need you to look for some encouragement. Because if I can see that it's possible, with man it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And the worst thing they could have done is let Peter see it. He's like, oh, Jesus, everybody else is afraid. But if you are defying this, this law of buoyancy and you're standing on water, that means it can be done. And some of you, some of you, you've been scared of what you've seen because you see it can be done, but you don't feel that you're a worthy vessel for God to do it through too. God said, I let you see it for a reason. Somebody hear me very closely. God said, I let you see it up front and close for a reason. Not to stir up jealousy, but stir up a hunger to do what you see. And you know, you know the thing that makes your baby leap. You know the thing that stirs you up. You know that once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. It, 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 it visits you in your dreams. When you wake up, you think about it. When you go to bed, you're thinking about it. God said, once you, I let you see it for a reason because it was, the, it was designed to stir your faith. That you're not satisfied to see other people walk on water. I can walk on water too. You are a water You are a water walker. That's what you are. But you better recognize that not only is it possible for my brother and sister, you better recognize that it's possible for you too. I want somebody to type, you better recognize. You better recognize. If you're going to do what God has called you to do, it takes you recognizing. These moments, these times, and these seasons that God is calling us to. And the last thing that, that Peter did, he said, Jesus, okay, I've recognized that that's you in the middle of this storm. I recognize this you. I've done like you said. I pushed down my fear. And seeing you stand on that water, it stirred me up to want to do the same. So the next thing that Peter says is, he said, Jesus, if that is you, I perceive that it's you. Because only you can speak that and give peace to my heart. Only your voice and only your word can stir me up like this. But just in case, Jesus, if that is you, I want you to give me permission to come. I want you to empower me to come. And so the fourth recognition is recognition, recognizing where your authority comes from. Let me say that again. Recognizing where your authority comes from. 28 verse, 28 verse says, and Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And 29 says, and Jesus said, come. In other words, Jesus, I need your approval before I make this move. Let me park right here for a second. Some of us, we have great ideas. I mean, I love your storyboard. I love your business plan. I love all these things that you have and these plans and all these contingency plans and all these partnerships and all these things. You have everything laid out. 
But has the master said come yet? See, we can be doing the right thing at the wrong time. We can get ahead of God's direction. Because when we obey, when he says come, there is favor. And, and, and the reason that you could be struggling to the degree that you're struggling is not that you're doing the wrong thing. Is that, is that, it, it, it is simply because you could be doing it at the wrong time. We are getting ahead of God's commandment. Let me tell you, when the master says come, when God releases you and says come, when God releases you and says go and do it, go and start the business, go and launch and move to that city, go and do the thing that people don't understand. When God gives you the green light, there is nothing or no one that can stop you or sink you. Because at that point when you obey God, the responsibility to make things happen gets off of you. And now all of a sudden, the responsibility for you to get to the other side, the responsibility for you to succeed, the responsibility for you to have victory over the enemy, it becomes God's battle. And so many times we're trying to fight in our own strength. And we're following templates of somebody we saw on social media, and all I got to do is this, this, and this. But let me tell you, the timing of God is so critical. Jesus said, take, your, take, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you feel like you have a heavy burden, I would advise you to go back to God and say, God, have I missed something somewhere? I'm not talking about having enemies that are, that, are, that are conspiring against you. But what I'm saying is, if there is a constant mode of struggle, that means that the burden is not light. It's heavy. And so, his obedience to God, first of all, his acknowledgement of Jesus, him asking for his permission and approval, because you know, you know that Peter was very, uh, a very uh, instinctive and impromptu person. He could have just jumped out and he would have fell flat on his face. But he said, look, I understand that Jesus, when you speak, when you get permission, when you direct people to go wash their face and, they, and, they'll, and they'll be blind, when you, were, you, when you direct lepers to go and show themselves to the priest, when you give directives, things happen. And so I am trusting in your word. And let me tell you something. Peter may have walked on water eventually, but... He didn't walk on water first. He walked on Jesus' word. Oh, God, I thank you. And sometimes when we are perplexed, when we're at forks of the road, when we are, are saying, God, should I go left? Should I go right? Should I go up? Should I go down? Should I take this job? Should I get in this business partnership? It is simply an issue of God. What we're really saying is, Lord, I need a word. And if I receive a word from you, God, that's all, Jesus, that's all Peter said. Say, look, Jesus, if that's you, ask me to come. In other words, I'm not even thinking about the water. I'm focusing on your word. And your, if your word gives me the green light and tells me to go, if your word gives me the green light and tells me to come hither, water has to, has to yield it's nature and it's principle to your word. 
Disease has to yield its nature and its aggressiveness to your word. Business contracts and clientele and enemies that surround you, everything has to bow and it has to yield to a word from God. And so his recognition is, I want to go out here. I want to walk on water just like you, Jesus. If you do, if I've recognized that if you can do it, it's possible for me to do it. But even though I've got this burning desire to do this thing, I won't do it unless I get your approval. Oh, my God. Some of us, we have a burning. We're, we're, we're like a bull at the rodeo before they release him, before they release him out. It, just bucking in that stall, bucking in that stall. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. But the bull's true strength and beauty is displayed at the proper time when that gate is open. And God is saying, just wait. If you would just wait, it's going to be so much easier. I know you're talented. I know you're anointed. I know you're gifted. I know that nobody can rival you when you do what you do what you do. God says, wait on my cue, and the yoke will be easy, and the burden will be light. You can't walk on a word that you don't believe or you won't obey. It's the last thing I just want to share with you. If we're going to ask God for a word, and God gives us something that seems impossible, I mean something that seems this big and I've got this much resource, a word is no good if we, do, if we don't believe it. A word is no good if we won't obey it. And so we have to recognize that God is our authorization. The Word of God says everything that we do in word or deed. We need to do it in Jesus' name. That's not just saying, this, you know, I'm going to cuss you out in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. No, no, no. It is saying whatever we do, we should run it through the authorization of our elder brother Jesus, who is, who, who is authorized by his father God. And if we act with the pro proper authorization, the responsibility is off of us. It's up to our Father. The Word of God says is that He causes us to triumph. When you would fail, when you would fall, when you would melt down under the pressure, God said, no, uh -uh, my Word is on this. And my Word has never returned void. So you can't sink. You can't fall. You can't falter. You can't die before you see the goodness of what I promised you. And God is saying, if my name is on it, if my word is on it, it cannot fail. But I need you to believe in it. I need you to obey it when I said do it, how I said do it, and at the very time that I release you. You better recognize. I want somebody to type that in the chat. You better recognize, if you're going to be a person who walks on water, you have to be like Peter. Peter seemed like he was wild and unbridled. Peter gets a bad rap. I believe he was a person of great recognition. God wants you to walk on water. I believe that it's in the Bible because... God wants to stir our faith to do the impossible. With man, it's impossible, no doubt. But with God, all things, that is inclusive. All things means all things are possible. If you believe in God, if you
if you believe in his word, if you believe that out of everybody else, the 12 that stayed in the boat, they were scared. But will you be the one? Jesus, that looks like you. This situation has your fingerprint on it. And if it is you, I feel like you're calling me out into the deep. I believe that that's you. I believe that God is calling you to do the impossible. I believe that God is calling you to do something that's never been done, that there is not a blueprint for, that you don't have a template for. God has called you to do the impossible. He has called you to walk on water. But it's incumbent upon you to recognize the moments, the times, the season, and to recognize that you are worthy to walk on water. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for stirring our hearts today as it pertains to doing the impossible. Now, God, we ask you, God, to settle us where our hearts would be overwhelmed, where we would be afraid. Thank you, Lord, for settling us. Lord, sharpen our discernment so that we can see you in the midst of the storm, so that we can see you in the middle of chaos, so that we can recognize your handiwork, even though the devil is running rush-shot all over our lives. God, let us see the eye of the storm where you are located. And Lord, when we see where you are, God, let us then recognize, God, that we're able to do this thing, that you didn't call us out here to fail. You didn't call us out here to look crazy. God, you called us out in the deep to win. Lord, don't let us become so familiar with you and your ways and how you love and take care of us that we don't recognize the moments where you are most active and you want to do the most in our lives. And lastly, God, let us recognize that you are the source of our power. You are the source of our strength, that we can do nothing without the acknowledgement and the sanctioning of your presence and your spirit. God, you called us to walk on water. You called us to do the impossible. And so, God, today we renew our commitment to walk on water. God, you have called us to do exploits because you reside in us, God. There is nothing that is impossible as long as you are with us, God. And you are with us. So, God, we raise our expectations. Not only of you, but we raise an expectation of ourselves, God. We thank you, Lord, for visions and dreams being rekindled tonight as a result of this word, God. We will be water walkers when you tell us to come. God, we love you. God, we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. We pray that you were blessed by this word. We want you to share it. We want you to tag somebody. And, and, and I want you to join me here next week as we go further in being a water Walker. Now, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to sow into the good work of World Overcomers Christian Church and sow into this word. And I want you to find some water this week to prepare to walk on. Say, God, give me some recognition. Let me see these moments. But I want you to use this moment and recognize it, that this is a, 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 a fertile moment to sow a seed into God's kingdom. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you here next week. Peace. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church/podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.